0: Welcome back, Ascenders, to the Ascended Thoughts Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Crane. So something happened the other day, and I'm starting to think that maybe I'll start these episodes this way, because honestly, there are some days where I feel more kind of in the sing-songy mood with my sing-songy voice, and there's there's other days where I'm just like, alright, enough, right? This is one of my alright enough days. And, um, but it was inspired and I think that this could be, um, an actual lesson in terms of how you manage expectations that other people have on you, right? So the story was, right, um, on YouTube, somebody left a comment and if you happen to stumble across this person that left the comment, hi, how are you? Um... Where in this particular video I must have said something along the lines of killed two birds with um a stone like I'm gonna kill two birds with a stone And their response was, you know, words are are powerful and and mystic rain, they're magic and you really need to be mindful of your words. And it should be, you should have said like kill or feed two birds with a scone. And I read it and I was like, oh my God, hop off, please. And I was like, first of all, lady, I couldn't even tell you the last time I've eaten a scone. It must've been when I lived in London. And let me tell you, they're not my favorite because they are very, very dry. And I was like, in real life, I would never say to feed two birds with a scone. Now here's the thing. I understand the premise of it, right? I understand you want to flip it from from, I guess, like those you want to flip the frequency, right? You want to elevate the frequency of the words. So to say kill two birds with a stone, right? That is lower frequency than saying feed two birds with a, a scone. But like here's the thing: it's not genuine right? If I were to say that, that's a whole load of crap. I don't actually talk like that in real life. I would never actually say that in real life. And it got me thinking in terms of like expectations that people place on you and how far that really sinks deep into our psyche. I was thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, I'm sure this was mostly a suggestion. I don't think that this comment was malicious at all. I don't think that the person woke up that day and was like, today is going to be the day I get to Mr. Crane. But I do think that what came out in that comment was this underlying layer of expectations of feeling like this is what someone should do. And again, I don't think it's malicious, but I do think it is indicative of the underlying energetic layers that lie in our society, right? Not only do we have to deal with the expectations that we have ourselves personally. We have to deal with the expectations placed upon us by family. And those expectations change, right? There's a tier of expectations, the expectations that your, your parents have on you will be different than your grandparents, but there's still expectations there. And those expectations will be different than your siblings, right? And then based off of how old your siblings are will also determine the expectations as well. And then if you step out into the world, society has expectations for your behavior, how you should what you should say, how you should act. And and in that, your strangers have expectations for your behavior. And that really got me thinking, well, do I do that to other people? And I thought, oh, well, duh, of course. I'm a product of the matrix, right? So I'm not exempt from this, but it really made me examine how I place expectations on other people, right? It was This is the basic of all basic expectations we all have for everybody right now with the times that we live in. Six feet, right? You go to a grocery store, I need six feet. You go to a grocery store and somebody has a mask below their nose. I need you to put your mask back on top of your nose. You don't even know the name of this person, right? But all of a sudden you have a whole thing of expectations. Now here's the thing. I don't think (laughs) that that is something that really requires a whole lot of griping on account of like this is in order to save people's lives. But you know, it's a very simple example of how deep it goes in society of people placing expectations on you. And with the hope, with the genuine hope that you will listen, with this genuine hope that you would fulfill the expectations that they placed on you. And honestly, I have to say enough with that. Oh my gosh, who has the time? I I don't have the time. I don't have the willpower. I just just cannot be bothered. And so what I'm going to ask you to do is to stop being bothered. Here's the thing about spirituality that people don't tell you about, is that most of us are really, really, sensitive empaths, right? And the majority of you listening to this are going to be hyper sensitive empaths. That's part of, that's like a gateway drug of of spirituality and and, and opening up to your abilities or what you have, or, you know, I hate calling them abilities on account of everybody can do it, but your intuitive state, right? What you have the ability to perceive. And so the problem with expectations is that people that are highly sensitive have the ability to perceive the nuances of people's expectations. So not only can they say it to you out loud and you can hear it, you have the ability to feel what they're thinking, right? You have the ability to feel the judgment behind you not fulfilling those obligations or expectations. And that can really weigh hard on people, particularly considering the fact that people that are in just want everyone to be happy. People that are in are really not out here in this world trying to trying to create enemies, damage relationships, make people unhappy, cause a problem, start a riot. That's not, that is the total opposite of what We do. That's not in our nature. And so when we can sense that somebody has expectations and we feel like either A, we can't live up to those expectations or B, we simply just don't want to, right? We go through this this guilt period that we feel bad, right? We feel kind of guilty for some of you, you know what I mean? That maybe have unresolved childhood trauma or issues, that guilt can start to manifest in shame, right? Like really feeling like you can't do anything right, that you disappoint everyone, that you make everything wrong. And I felt the need to talk about this because I'm not the type of person where I give a whole lot of crap about a whole lot of things. You know, look, I've, look, I used to be in law. I now work in politics, okay? Like, I eat trolls for breakfast. So for me, and that's just to make a living, right? So for me, comments don't necessarily hit me so hard. However, once upon a time, they used to. Once upon a time in the beginning of my spiritual journey where I was, before I even understood what it meant to be an empath, let alone before I understood the implications of that and the, the energetic experiences of, of that, anything anybody said would really get under my skin because in my perspective, in my mind, I was like, well, I was never trying to offend you. And not only was I never trying to offend you, I'm wired in a way where I want harmony. Empaths want harmony right? We want everyone to get along. We want everyone to feel heard. We want everyone to feel seen and, and valued and appreciated. And so when we have periods where we feel like we are not living up to somebody's expectations, that can really weigh on us, but really, really heavy, that, can, that actually has the ability to, I mean, that can send an empath into an emotional spiral for a month, right? Until they figure out a way to claw themselves out of it. But here's the thing, you know, you can be an empath and a whole lot of love, but also really harness the, your shadow side. And this is probably going to be something that you guys are going to hear me talk about a lot because it's really important. The shadow side and the integration with your light and love is really important. It needs to be balanced because that's the state of equilibrium to sit too far on your light and love side is out of balance. And you'll start to notice that in your life. And to be enlightened love is a part of you that goes, okay, you know what? I hear what you're saying, right? For me, I was like, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you mean by like the frequency, right? But my shadow self is also me going, but I don't want to do it right? And that's cool too, right? Because it's a load of crap. That's my shadow self. My light and love self will never be like, that's crap. And my shadow self will be like, that's a load of crap. I'm not going to do it because I would never say that in real life. That's my shadow self. That's not me coming out, punching somebody in the face. That That's me living in every ounce of my realness that exists, right? Your shadow self is every ounce of your realness. That's your personality. There is no personality in light and love. Trust me when I tell you I am light and love 50% of the time until you start tap dancing on my last nerve. But it's not necessary for you to be in that all the time. Earth and this earthly experience is not a light and love experience. It's an ego experience. And when we incarnated, we chose to have the human experience. We are spiritual beings living the human experience, which means we are spiritual beings. We are light and love beings living the ego experience, which means it is okay to live there and be there and embrace it some of the time. like That's okay. And you want to be able to do it in a place that's balanced, right? So a place where you can look at situations from a higher perspective, where you can say to somebody that's, a, that's going, hey, I have these expectations and for whatever reason, I'm placing them on you, even though they have no basis on actually doing that, right? Your light and love self can say, you know what? All right, I, I see where you're coming from. You know, I understand your perspective. I get it. You know, that's your love and light side to be able to look at it without judgment and be really impersonal, and be like, all right, I get it. I see what you're saying. But the to the to have your shadow self that's the uh, in, that's balanced and in and, and and intertwined with the light and self is you going, okay, I hear you, but the answer is still no right? That is your shadow self, right? Your light self says yes. Your shadow self says no. Start thinking about it like that, like No, I'm not doing that. That's ridiculous. I don't want to do it. I'm not going to do it. If you're upset about it, then that's something on you. You're going to have to live with that, right? Because at the end of the day, it's your life. And you are free to be who you want to be unapologetically, right? The reason why people put expectations on you is because people put expectations on them. People don't put expectations. Nobody wakes up in the morning and they think to themselves, I know what I'm going to do today. I'm going to come up with a list of expectations and I'm going to throw them at somebody. No one does that expectations that people put on you, it's a very, it's a programmed response. It's a product of the programming of the matrix, right? And as you continue to deprogram yourself, which is going to be a lifelong experience, and deprogramming is also, you know, likened to the awakening or the the spiritual enlightenment, right? Those two things go hand in hand. And so as you begin to deprogram, people that are still of the program will start to implement, expectations on you on what you should be doing on what you should say on what you should like on who you on who you should like oh that's a fun one right on who you should like of where you should go um and when you should go there and 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 like and and just overall how how you live your life and you'll notice that the more you program the more you'll start to feel people having expectations on you. And it's a real beautiful part about being this way, particularly about being an empath, because that juxtaposition for empath specifically will be incredibly um, heavy. It'll feel very energetically heavy for you. And it'll also be something that like you feel like you... Adam, it, it, it's something that can cause people to hit a crossroads. I've seen it before where, you know, it's almost too intimidating. And so what happens is that people have a tendency to kind of back into their, their shell again, as opposed to fighting that energetic resistance and blossoming and pushing out of that shell. And so if you start to feel yourself Experience that you start to feel the weight of expectations on you, and you start to feel it more intensely because you're an empath, right? And so, because of that, you start to- internalizing what you feel like that person's judgment would be on you until it turns into a judgment that you have for yourself. And now, all of a sudden, you're battling self-esteem issues that you hadn't really previously had before because you're somebody else saying something that they should have never said because they're a total jackass, right? you you need to start pushing through that harder. Allow yourself to identify like, oh, okay, like this is what's happening. And also allow yourself to know that this is what's going to happen. This is going to happen as part of your spiritual journey because people don't want you to break out of the change that you are in. You see, spirituality is incredibly freeing. It's an an incredibly liberating experience. And people that don't feel free or liberated will try to make sure that you continue to keep yourselves wrapped up in those chains. And so you are going to feel them try to chain you as you continuously trying to fly right? And so what I can say to you is like, that is okay. Because my answer to that is who cares? At the end of the day, if you have the ability to zoom out and a spiritual perspective, this lifetime is a blip, right? It's so short in that I don't even know if it qualifies to be on space time, if we're honest. Especially considering the amount of lifetimes that you have already had, the amount of 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 lifetimes that you will have after this, The amount of planets you have been to, the amount of universes you have been to, the amount of galaxies you have seen, that one person and their ignorant expectation on what they feel like you should do for your life has no weight when it comes to the grand scheme of why we're here and why you are doing what it is that you're doing. So the next time you see somebody do that, be like, oh, okay you know, you're just caught up in the matrix. You're just a product of the program. And you're upset that I'm in the process of deprogramming. But that's on you, boo. That's not me. That has nothing to do with me. You know, if you want to deprogram too, you are more than welcome to join me. If that is not what you see for your life right now, then bon voyage, because I've got something to do today, right? And that does not concern this or entertaining this ignorant conversation. And so I want you guys to just kind of keep that in mind in terms of expectations and the expectations that you feel, because it's always going to be more than what we hold in our, in our sort of conscious forefront and, and, and the immediacy of our conscious awareness, right? Go through and really start examining all the expectations you feel people have for you and then have a look at your life and then ask yourself, am I living the life that I'm living? And I bet for the majority of you that listen to this episode, the majority of you're going to say, no, I'm not. not living the life that I'm living and it's because of expectations right and so as you start to identify those expectations you actually have the ability to start breaking free of them the throwing away expectations that you realize you don't actually really care about in the first place and because you don't care about them in the first place you then have a greater ability to release them and say to yourself for me in my life for the happiness and the pleasures that I wish to experience in this lifetime will I get there by honoring these expectations and I bet you the answer will be no. But when you have the ability to identify what those expectations are, you have the ability to rip yourself free of them and start making your own decisions and living for you and living the life that you want to, lose, you want to live, regardless of expectations other people may have. And just know that, yes, they're going to be upset about it, but that's a them problem. And they'll get over it eventually. You know, But that's not something that is meant for you to hold. People have expectations on you because people had expectations for them. And so therefore they feel like they are carrying out this idea of fairness, right? But okay, let them carry it out. Just because they have an expectation on you doesn't mean that you have to honor it. There is nothing in your soul contract. This is you have to honor the expectations of your family, of your parents, of your grandparents, of your siblings, of your friends, of your romantic partner, of your spouse, or even of your kids. There are no expectations. There are no soul. Expectations are not put in soul contracts. Expectations is a very ego-driven, 3D matrix-y program. It has nothing to do with light and love. It has nothing to do with spirituality. It has nothing to do with the greater picture of things. And so if you find yourself um, allowing expectations of others to hold you back or allowing expectations of others to, to censor yourself, your expression, what you're saying then it's really time to, to examine that and examine where you go from here and how you want to transform that because you are not beholden to the expectations that other have of you. You're not even beholden to the expectations that you hold of yourself. So a little food for thought for this week. I'll be back soon.